The thrill and excitement of March Mania is here, and DraftKings Sportsbook, one of America's top-rated sportsbook apps, is giving new customers a shot to turn 5 bucks into $150 instantly in bonus bets with any college basketball bet. You can find all the lines and available odds, of course, at the DraftKings Sportsbook app. North Carolina listeners, don't forget, DraftKings Sportsbook is now live in your state. Download the DraftKings Sportsbook app and use code SBNFL. New customers can bet 5 bucks to get $150 instantly in bonus bonus bets only at DraftKings Sportsbook with code SBNFL. The crown is yours. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER or in West Virginia, visit www.1800gambler.net. In New York, call 8778-HOPE-NY or text HOPE-NY. In Connecticut, help is available for problem gambling. Call 888-789-7777 or visit ccpg.org. Please play responsibly on behalf of Boot Hill Casino and Resort 21 plus age varies by jurisdiction void in Ontario. Bonus bets expire 168 hours after issuance. See dkng.com slash bball for eligibility, deposit restrictions, terms, and responsible gaming resources. We're talking football with Bengal Jim and friends. We're talking football. We hope this never ends. Jimmy James and Tom are back for more. Like Joey B, we're here for season four with Bengal guests and stories not heard before. There's Tony, Mark, and Jamie, as well as our charity. Hooter Nation, join in from far and wide. Every Tuesday night, the guys are back at it live. By the fans, for the fans from day one, it's time to have some fun. We're talking football with Bengal Jim and friends. We're talking football. We hope this never ends. The Bengal boys stop by to drop the speed. Don't get your popcorn ready and take a seat. Season four will end with the Lombardy. Good evening, everybody. Welcome to another edition of Talking Football with Bengal Jim and Friends. And guys, a big dub, big dub uh, yesterday down in Jacksonville. Uh, Tony's running on fumes right now. See the bags under his eyes. He hasn't slept in days. <laughs> uh, I literally, literally just walked in the door about half an hour ago with Trish. I'm going to mute you just for a second. I'm not sure what that crackling noise is. Um, just got home not even half an hour, 40 minutes ago. James is going to join us here in a little bit. James just got home on a flight. Uh, from uh, Jacksonville as well. Guys, I, I just want to kick it off. we got Marissa Contepelli. Thanks for being with us tonight. We've got Marissa Contepelli uh, joining us here about 8.20 this evening. Uh, she's always all, uh, great to have on the show. I think she's maybe her third or fourth time on the show in the last four or five years. Um, but, guys, just uh, an amazing day uh, down in Jacksonville. Amazing weekend. I, guys, if you were down there, you know what I'm talking about. And those of you who weren't, well, I'll try to paint a, a better picture of this. But, guys, it was just absolutely amazing the amount of orange and black uh, all over the city uh, the entire weekend. And there was some who would tell you that maybe there wouldn't be a lot of Bengal fans down there because Joe Burrow wasn't playing. Bengal fans are there, win or lose, supporting that team, no matter who the damn quarterback is. They showed up and showed out, Tom, uh, Tony. Tony, you were down there. Talk about it, bud. Yeah, so it was great. Um, one of the best things I like about um, our traveling tailgates is the the fact that we bring all these uh, Who Day Nation folks together, uh, ones that don't get to experience and ones at home. So it was great. A lot of great people, a lot of um, a lot of good conversations, a lot of support for the Bengals. You know, so um, it was really great to see everybody there. Yep, yep. Tom, I know you watched it. Uh, I know you watched it on on TV, bud. Give us the scoop, man. What did it look like? What did it sound like? It, it sounded like the first, uh, you know, seven to ten minutes, uh, like sheer terror and pure panic. But uh, after that, uh, that really clicked in, and I, it was, it was, in my opinion, the most exciting Monday night game in the history of the franchise. And uh, the, they clicked in. Yeah, there were some bumps. Uh, yeah, there were some things that didn't go right. Yeah, there might have been some calls we we want to have back, but. Uh, man, that team, you can't be anything but proud of those guys. Jacksonville is a very good team with an elite defense. And uh, that was no fluke. They just went in with the guys we had. They just went in and beat them. And for now, saved the season. And I really think we've set ourselves up for a, a meaningful 
December, and it starts off uh, Sunday with a very loud Paycor Stadium to come out and help beat the, the Colts. Yeah, we're going to dig into a lot of that, guys, uh, with Marissa Contepelli here at 820. She'll be here in a little bit. Uh, we want to talk about some charity in a little bit. We're going to talk about the tailgate down in Jacksonville. Guys, I'm, I'm going to tell you, we, we've done a, a number of tailgates uh, over a long period of time. Uh, that was one of the most fun tailgates I'd ever been to. Uh, the crowd was amazing. Uh, I mean, over 1,200 Bengal fans in the in this park right across the street from the stadium. Um, just a great atmosphere, a fun, positive atmosphere. Um, it, it, it was just I, – I just want to say a couple things here. Um, it was months work, worth of work by primarily two individuals. Uh, obviously, I put a lot of effort into it. Tony did some stuff on it. Uh, but man, I'll tell you what, Craig, Craig Johnson and, and James Coppola busted their ass on this one, guys. It's the first tailgate we ever had to go through the county or city for certain permits, multiple permits. Uh, Craig drove that for us. Uh, he just did a hell of a job. Uh, James found the venue itself. And guys, we were down there at 10, 10, 10 o'clock in the morning, uh, Monday morning. Guys, it had rained so bad. It was a tornado warning in Jacksonville the day before. Uh, and there was just rain, heavy, heavy rain. Guys, we had standing water, a foot or two of standing water in certain parts of the tailgate to the point where the county wanted us to move the tailgate. It was that bad. And uh, we were down there scooping water out, pumping water out. Um, it was a lot of work. It was a lot of work, man. And I tell you what, it all works out at the end of the day. Uh, we had an outstanding event. Uh, there was a couple little bumps in the road. We had a Three of the the six tap beer taps were not working early, so there was longer, a little bit longer line for the beer than we we normally would have wanted. Uh, but we went through twenty one half barrels, guys. Twenty one half barrels. Uh, my beer experts out there probably know what that is in cases, but that's a that's a lot of beer, uh, a lot of fun. Uh, DJ Primetime, the Bengals DJ showed up, had some fun with us. Uh, Peter Warwick came, uh, had some good, uh, had a good time with us, and and, and again to see former players come back and just be mesmerized how much they're loved uh, by this, this, this fan base. It's fun to watch their faces because it's fun to them uh, to, to enjoy that, the love they didn't feel they maybe experienced when they were here for, for a period of time. So to see Peter work and, and everybody at the tailgate having a blast, uh, it was awesome. Guys, we appreciate you so much for being part of that. We're still reconciling some things. We'll talk about the charity uh, that we did at the tailgate here in a minute, but uh, that piece has been reconciled. We're still reconciling. There's a lot of work uh, that still we have, have to do over the next couple of days to kind of figure out where we were um, and then how much money we actually donated to some of the charities that we uh, that we took on that worked as volunteers at the event as well. So a lot of paperwork, a lot of uh, reconciling we still have to do on our end. So if you're at the tailgate, uh, we appreciate it. Uh, I hope you had a good time. Uh, it, was, it was an amazing time. Tony, talk about the tailgate for a little bit, man. You were down there too, brother. Yeah, it was, it was a great time. Um, as always, we did our charity um, event down there. Um, a lot of people uh, supported. Uh, we did, the, like you mentioned, uh, Work was down there. And um, he has a foundation called the Peyton Work Foundation, which we uh, uh, did some fundraising for. Um, sold out. We sold out the two decks of cards fairly quickly, within two hours, I would think, an hour and a half. It was, it was great just to see people out there having fun and giving the support. Uh, the food was good uh, when it lasted. I think, uh, you know, the subs went quick and we had, uh, you know, over 100 pizzas and, um, you know, we had a vendor there. It was all good. Everyone having a good time uh, networking with people. But from a foundation standpoint for uh, Peter Work, uh, we uh, did almost uh, a little bit over $2,500 for them. Uh, So looking forward to to process that money and give it to them. It was a good cause. And uh, we had a Joe Burrow signed jersey and a a B.J. Hill signed jersey that we were able to give away to a couple of good winners. So that was cool. And then um, <clears throat> also, I just want to give a reminder, if you guys look behind me here, uh, we got our Toys for Tots drives going on and all these toys uh, come into my house um, every day. Uh, Amazon is uh, a frequent uh, flyer by uh, Tony's house, uh, delivering lots of packages of toys. You can buy them on Amazon um, as well as the next two tailgates. Uh, we will be collecting toys. So if you're coming out to see us at the home games, please bring a toy for the kids. Uh, we have a couple of events set up as well. Uh, Tracy's uh, Lounge is uh, December 9th. Um, I think, do believe that's a Saturday night. Come out and see us there. It's in Loveland. And then we have our f- annual fizz, uh, Fill the Bus event, which is uh, since they moved the game or announced the game for the Vikings uh, to be that Saturday, we're going to do our Fill the Bus on the 17th. 
Um, so we're up to almost $108,000 this year for charity. So uh, again, thank you guys for all that. I mean, we couldn't do this without you guys. So we appreciate anyone uh, who helps us uh, support that effort. And um, that's all I have, man. It was a great time though. I appreciate uh, Craig and James. They put in all that hard work for the tailgate and I appreciate all the who day nation folks coming out to, to visit with us. It was a lot of fun. Yeah. I, I didn't get a ton of pictures guys. It was, we were all scrambling, running around doing all, a ton of different things, but uh, I did get a, a picture with Peter Work there. Uh, you can see the crowd in the background, maybe uh, a little bit better. I'm going to maybe have another picture, but see Peter Work have a smile on his face the whole damn time he was there. He just loved uh, his time there with everybody. This is a, maybe a better shot to DJ and DJ Primetime. Uh, you can't tell, but this is on the the river, right? I don't know what, what the river is called uh, right there next to the stadium and in this park, but it goes all the way back to the left-hand side there. It is packed all the way as far as you can see. Doesn't do it justice, this picture. Uh, but there's just a pic of uh, uh, some folks, uh, the, the DJ behind the DJ booth, out towards the crowd at the tailgate. And again, uh, just uh, some pictures of uh, – there was a boatload of kids. We had a uh, some folks wearing their FOCO uh, uh, overalls. These guys, I would say about maybe 80 85% of the, the Bengal fans were in white. Uh, and then we had the first time, I think, we've all been together on one – in one area, Tony, uh, the fans of the year, uh, the last four uh, fans of the year here, we got Sean Moore, uh, myself, uh, uh, Tony, and oh my God, I'm forgetting. Oh my God, I forgot his name. Tony, I'm, I'm dying here. Phil. Phil. Phil Ammer. Phil Ammer. Jeez, old Pete. Oh my gosh, I'm losing it. But it was cool to see those guys there. We gave Phil the mic, uh, put him on stage, let him lead the, uh, the Who Day champ. But uh, what, a, what a really fun, fun time. Uh, at the tailgate. So uh, let's get into some some game talk, Tom. Uh, J James will be on here in a little bit. Uh, Jamie's uh, got some stuff going on up in Canada with a with a, a venue event that he has right now. Uh, we'll get into more more detail with Marissa when she comes on at 8.20. Marissa Contepelli with the Cincinnati Bengals uh, will be on with us here in a little bit. Uh, guys, I'm just going to throw out some names. I want to dig into some conversation around it. Obviously, you can't have a conversation uh, about the game without talking about Jake Browning. Chase Brown and Jamar Chase. We'll talk about all these guys, but guys, let's let's talk about Jake Browning, Tom. I mean, this dude. There have been I don't know thousands of quarterbacks in the NFL, hundreds that have played for a long period of time. None of them, a lot of them, have never had a game like that. Thirty-two for thirty-seven, three hundred and fifty-four yards, a rushing touchdown, and a passing touchdown. I, I mean, not talking about it. he. I mean, he wasn't making a ton of reads, first, second, third reads, but. This dude was he was he was outstanding. I didn't expect that. I mean, I, he was he was smart. He was well coached. He was well prepared. Uh there were, you know, some bumps early on in the game, but uh, you know, he adjusted very well to it. The team adjusted very well to it. The offensive line who always takes so much abuse. I thought a couple plays it wasn't there, but I thought they did a magnificent job protecting him, giving him what he needed. And a lot of what he needed was a running game. And the running game showed up. It wasn't overpowering. You know, we didn't have Earl Campbell for 36 carries and 160 yards. But it was there when we needed it. It helped set up. It wasn't second and eight or, third, you know, third and six. It was third and two, third and three, third and one. And those conversions were there on those yardage. And I think that was big too, but uh, he was the best quarterback in the NFL this weekend and something else. Consider this guys, we're going down the stretch. We're not going to win our division this year. Congratulations to, to Baltimore and their whole coach. Uh, they're they're going to win the division, but Jake Browning right now is the second best quarterback in our division. He's the second best quarterback in the AFC North. We're going to play a backup quarterback this weekend with Indy. We're going to play a backup quarterback the week following against Minnesota. Looking like we're going to play a backup quarterback the weekend after that against Pittsburgh. Then we play a Hall of Famer in Patrick Mahomes. Then after that, we're going to play a backup quarterback against the Browns. Quarterback may not be an issue anymore matching up. We may have the best quarterback coming into the game every game but one, four of our last five games. So it was a huge win. It resuscitates the season. 
And, uh, you know, if we can take care of business then against Indy, it almost feels like the playoffs have already started. Uh, it's, right. it's, every game from here on out is going to be meaningful. And I, I think if they can get to 10 wins, even though we've got some problems with the tiebreakers, we're going to be okay. And yeah. if they if they play the way they did last night, they're going to be okay. Yeah, you know, you know it's interesting too. I, I think you hit a good, you made a really good point there, Tom. Guys, we're, we're quick to criticize the coaching staff when the team's not performing. I, I didn't hear a whole lot of praising the coaching staff because, guys, I'm telling you, the coaching staff put Jake Browning in some very good situations. Um, I, I thought that was one of the better coaching performances of the year uh, by the staff. The yes. The two passes that were not thrown by our quarterback last night, those plays, those two plays did not work out well. In fact, they were disastrous. But I, I think, not to be an apologist, but based on our game last week against Pittsburgh, if you're a coach, I think you need to put those kind of games into the or plays into the game plan to shake things up. You know, we may have needed them to move the team. You know, the the Tyler Boyd pass was. Mistimed. I, I think we had Jacksonville on the run a little bit then, um, and it, it gave them new life. But man, I thought they. Uh, no, I, I thought it was a very well coached game. Um, you know, they did put up a quite a few points on us, but no, it was a very well coached game. The offensive line played well, and the, you know, you saw the result when you help your quarterback, he'll help and lead you. So it was. An outstanding, exciting effort. And let's not forget uh, our fantastic kicker kicking that clutch field goal to win the game and being, you know, six inches from nailing a 57 yarder off a very wet, grassy field last night. So it was it was a team win, and uh, we we're going to need more of them. Though. Yeah, t- talking about the team win, uh, the one thing I really enjoyed about the whole thing was seeing all these new players come out. You know, you had. Uh, um, uh, Browning doing what he did and almost hitting every receiver. We had our tight ends catching passes. We had the wide receivers. We had our backfield. So it was really good to see everything uh, coming together for sure. And in our running back situation, you had Mixon. You know, you had um, um, our new guy. It's, I'm Chase Jimmy Brown. here. Yeah, Chase Brown. You know, he came out and I think he got his longest rushing yard um, during that game. Uh, we had Battle, you know, Battle coming in from the secondary, making some great tackles. So it was really good to see that overall, uh, all, all aspects of the team working. Oh, I there. know what it was like watching it on TV. The three of you, tell me what it was like in that stadium when he hit Chase for that 76-yard touchdown. James is here. Let's let, let James. He was he was chilling in the hot tub, I think, in the, in the uh, stadium, but he was watching. The pool wasn't so uh, warm. So good evening, gentlemen. Sorry, uh, plane was a little late getting back to uh, to Indy, but um, I missed obviously the beginning. But uh, just the amount of, of Bengals fans there, and it was loud. To your point, Tom, when uh, Chase got that touchdown, um, you know, impressed by the turnout despite uh, Joe Burrow not playing. And, and I heard what you said about. Um, Jake Browning, who had a, a career day, and, and kudos to um, Zach. There was a lot of uh, talk about that on on the national media. But the one thing that that struck me um, more than anything about about Jake, he just seemed calm back there in the pocket. Um, and a couple times there was guys out of position. He just simply motioned them, "Hey, you're supposed to be on this side," or "Hey, you know, uh, move up to the line." He looked like he a seasoned vet. Um, you know, big difference from week one start to week two just looked composed, you know, he did the similar thing like Joe does with his uh, hands over his uh, ears there when they're trying to get a play and he looked similar in, in, in that aspect. But um, I thought he was just calm, cool, and um, did did what he needed to do. I don't think he's going to have to carry this team on his uh, shoulders, but we just don't need him to, to lose the game. Um, kind of what you alluded to earlier with the Tyler Boyd pass, which, which man, that really could have uh, bit us pretty good, but uh Overall, you know, impressed. Um, you know, I, you and I talked earlier, Tom. We're going to have a couple thoughts on, man, we, we gave away a couple games. Um, I, I agree with you on, on the 10 games to, to get to the, the playoffs. Everything's still ahead of us. I know that's kind of cliche to say, but um, it is the truth. But I think we're going to look back even at the Pittsburgh game and some of the other games and say, man, we left uh, – a lot of meat on the bone. Those are games we wish we would have had, especially now 
um, considering that's an interesting point that you said about looking ahead and how many backup quarterbacks um, are, are playing right now. Glad to see Trevor Lawrence's injury wasn't as bad as um, they thought. Um, having a high ankle sprain in, in high school, those are, you know, not serious, obviously, like an Achilles or something like that, but they're just one of those things that linger and can be a pain in the butt for him the, the rest of the year. So certainly no cakewalk for them. Um, Colts are on the Jaguars' heels, and uh, it was a fun time in, in Jacksonville. Glad it uh, stayed dry and, um, you know, looking forward to uh, to Sunday back in, uh, in Paycor against uh, a good team. Yeah, the Colts have a backup quarterback, but um, Shane Shriken, what, their coach is up for, for coach of the year, has done a lot um, with a little there. So uh, kudos to them. and. and yeah, a lot, uh, a lot of football still to be played. Uh, go back to that Jake Browning comment. I mean, uh, very well coached, smart decision. But guys, if you, as that game went on, did you see, you could just see and feel his confidence. Just uh, he he was playing a lot of confidence at the end of the day, which is really where you got to be as a quarterback. If you start second guessing yourself, you can make a lot of quick decisions out there. There were times where he held the ball uh, way too long early in the game, but he was playing with a lot of confidence uh, in that game, which was fun, uh, fun know, to see. So, Jimmy, building on that. You guys are in the south end zone. I'm in the north when we when we have a home game. So we see the team run out of the tunnel at us. And, you know, one of my buddies, second generation going to the game with him, his, his dad went with me for, for decades. But Matt Clark played college football. And when Jake came out of the tunnel against the Steelers, we looked at each other and we looked at the Jumbotron. And he looked, I don't want to say scared, he did not look confident. His body language, he just kind of gingerly, he was almost shy running out of the tunnel. It was a different guy. I, I think that extra week of being the starter, being the man, uh, Zach said today that uh, the practices this week were night and day compared to, to a week ago. And that Thursday may have been the best offensive practice the team has had all year as a unit. So, you know, hopefully he's got the confidence. A quarterback definitely needs that, and that can carry us the rest of the way. It's, you know, I, I talk about all the backup quarterbacks and the schedule going ahead, but only one game matters, and that's Indianapolis. That's and right. We, by, by the way, we need a name for this. You know, it, James, you, you you drive I-74 enough. Well, I mean, what do we call the the Batesville Dairy Queen Bowl? Or, I mean, the, you know, the, <laughs> I-74, you yeah, know, yeah. speeding ticket, like, uh, bowl. I mean, you like, know, so we, we need a name for this game. Like the kickball team has the hell is real rivalry. We need to, you're right, Tom, we need to uh, pork tenderloin versus uh, the chili bowl, I guess. Oh, like boy. But, uh, it looks like it, our guest is in the waiting room. He is. He is. Tom, Tom, you want to go ahead and introduce uh, our guest? And, and Marissa, sorry, we're two minutes late. And uh, friend of the show, one of our favorite guests, uh, goes back to the first year of our, our, our show when we started here. But, Tom, go ahead and introduce uh, Marissa for us. Well, like you said, a great friend of the show, a great attribute. Uh, she definitely earns her stripes. A sideline reporter in the preseason, keeps us updated during the games uh, at Paycor for all the home games. And she would have been a natural successor to Kay, Kay Adams. She should be hosting Good Morning NFL. But we're thrilled and very selfishly to still have her here uh, with our Bengals. So Marissa Contapelli, welcome to Bengal Gym and Friends. <laughs> you guys are way too kind. Seriously, <laughs> some of my absolute favorites. I always love when I get a chance to talk with you guys. <laughs> Got it. Marissa, uh, most of I, I, three of us on the screen are literally just getting home uh, here in the last hour or so. So we're running on fumes, didn't sleep a whole lot last night. Uh, so uh, worth just, it, but yeah, worth it. <laughs> take, I'll do this every week. If, if that if it means a W, but Tom, get us kicked off some questions, uh, guys. As you're watching uh, right now on Facebook, Twitter, or YouTube, and just pop in as many questions as you can. We'll try to get to as many as we're able to while we have Marissa. She's more than happy to, to answer any questions for you guys. Go ahead and start uh, typing in questions for us. We'll try to get to a few of those. And I want to interrupt you real quick, Jim. Um, I just want to say congratulations to Tony. I know I have not gotten a chance to see you in person to fully congratulate you for being our fan of the year. I was so excited when I heard that you were going to be our nominee. You are so deserving. Thank you for all you do for Houday Nation and Bengals fans. Um, we cannot seriously have a better group of, of a fan base between you, Bengal Jim, just everyone, uh, Phil from last season. It's just absolutely incredible what you guys mean to this city and this fan base. So congratulations. Appreciate that. Thank you very much. Yeah, Chris, that's awesome. Let's kick it off, Tom. Let's go. 
Well, Marissa, uh, a, certainly a big swing. Uh, we were all hoping for a win in Jacksonville. I'll be the first to admit and I love this team beyond measure. I was not expecting a win last night, and I was not expecting a performance from uh, our new hero, Jake Browning, like that. What was the feeling in the offices today? How elated? And what was the mood uh, on the banks of the Ohio River? Wow. Well, I'm right there with you. Just the way they went out and the performance by Jake was was something special to see. It, I'll be honest, it was a little, uh, there were some tired bodies in the office this morning, just like I'm sure you guys are feeling right now because we were all up late. I didn't travel to Jacksonville. I was, uh, I sat this one out, but I was back in the office working um, remotely last night. So it was exciting. Um, it was, there's a lot of positivity still in this building. And even this morning, I was happy to be walking into the office at the same time as Coach Taylor and I could see how tired he was but just how vibrant and just how um, you know full of hope that you know this coaching staff and this team and, and just everyone has that confidence and belief and it's it's an exciting time I was talking with uh, Dan Pitcher um, you know two weeks ago and he had said that he just Jake just you know needed his time needed his opportunity and you hate the way that it came about because you know we all wish that Joe was out there but uh, Jake showed us last night just what he is capable of and why the Bengals have had so much belief in him being that backup quarterback. Yeah. James? I'm going to change gears a little bit. And Marissa, thank you for joining us. But um, obviously you're a big part of the in-game production on game days with your interviews and things like that. For the fans, you know, we think it's easy to show up, give you a microphone, and this is what you're going to do. Somebody's going to call down and Marissa, this is your spot. Can you give us a little insight on what goes into it the week leading up to it? Um, you know, obviously, uh, November is military where we honor them. Um, October is a different theme. So how does um, some of those um, production meetings go and how many do you have actually leading up to game day, which might be a 30 second piece, but so much legwork goes into that. Yeah, absolutely. Great question, because our game entertainment group has just done a tremendous job the last few years, just kind of elevating and raising the bar year after year with different things they have planned going on on game days. And I can't speak too, too much for a lot of the behind the scenes um, production of it, because I'm only really kind of involved with um, my on-camera hosting um, game day responsibilities. So if you ever want to guess, I can kind of steer you in the direction of Alex Schweppe. He's our uh, manager of game presentation and just does a phenomenal job of the planning and coordination. Um, but there's a lot of prep that goes into it. I know they work uh, usually a few weeks out before a game. So for our Colts game coming up, I know that they started preparation for that two to three weeks ago, trying to get ahead of the game because they know just how much goes into putting together a three to four and a half hour show <laughs> for the fans. And they jam pack it, as you guys have seen. Um, I feel like they don't, you know, miss any steps that they do a really good job of, you know, keeping it moving from the time gates open to when the last fan walks out of the stadium. And uh, so I'll get, uh, maybe I'll have to ask some more insight in terms of what exactly kind of uh, Schweppe and his group do. But when it comes to kind of my segments on game day, uh, for my keys to the game um, pre, uh, hit that I do pre-game um, that's uh, up there on the stage. It usually kind of depends. Uh, I usually spend a decent amount of time researching, um, kind of use crossover research between what we put into Bengals Weekly, which is the show that airs Sunday mornings on Local 12 that I host and produce. And so a little bit of that, and then we'll put together my script for that along with kind of B-roll of what the three important keys are. And then I'll send that video cut usually Friday afternoons to our team and time it out script wise. So that Sunday I try to, you know, be on best timing, I guess, that I can so that what I'm, you know, saying lines up with the script uh, that you guys are watching in stadium. So that usually takes a few hours. And then when I'm back up there at halftime, it's kind of just whatever's happened in the first half. I have a text chain with our guys in the control room, just kind of saying, okay, this is kind of what makes sense for our highlights. I'll write out my bullet points and then I don't see the video until you guys see the video at halftime. Oh, wow. Interesting. Very cool. Tony? So yeah, so Marissa, um, you know, unfortunately, you know, we saw it this Monday night. You know, we had a quarterback go down and get injured. And when Joe Burrow got hurt, you know, a lot of us saw that. And like, oh, no, you know, the season's over. It's doom and gloom. You know, but the people here on the screen didn't believe that. And I know the players in the locker room didn't believe that. Can you just talk about what you saw from your perspective of what changed or how that team rallied to, to continue the, you know, our, our ultimate goal of going to the playoffs? Yeah, that's a great question. Um, rally is the right word. Uh, every player I talked to in that locker room, 
after Joe went out and Jake was going to be the next man up, just had that same kind of sentiment where this team is still confident. They believe in Jake. They're going to rally around Jake. Um, and that's exactly what they did. I know it took a little bit longer. Of course, we would have liked to have seen, you know, a different kind of game in Pittsburgh than you know um, we did. But it, it took some time to get Jake kind of back in there and accustomed to to being the starting quarterback. And in, in talking with Jake and talking with Coach Pitch, I know preseason was huge for Jake to be able to have that experience and get those reps with the starters um, like he did when Joe was out with a calf injury. So a lot of the guys, you know, they they love Jake. Um, it was funny when Jake was saying kind of being on practice squad um, the last couple of years, just he's really gotten a chance to know the entire locker room. And I think that's great that, you know, he already has those relationships and kind of that rapport built with a lot of the guys that he's going to war with every week here. And so this locker room, I've said for the last few years, is really special. It's one of the few that I've seen that are as close as they are, where it seems like everyone is just genuinely friends. They enjoy each other's company. It's you're going to work every day, but, you know, you're also liking who you're around. And so I think that's something that's really unique. And it's the reason that guys choose to be here in Cincinnati is because of that culture um, that, you know, Zach and the organization have built. And, you know, this is just another example of that where, you know, you lose your star, your franchise quarterback in Joe Burrow, but we're not missing a beat. Um, that confidence, that belief is in Jake, and then this team is doing everything it can to to set him up for success. That's 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 awesome to hear. So let's talk about two guys I am absolutely love watching play right now. We had two young guys, Jordan Battle, getting a lot more playing time right now, uh, and Chase Brown had I think the longest run uh, of the year of any of our running backs, and he you could tell he was he was excited to get ahead, fresh legs, and was. I think he had nine carries for 60-something yards uh, last night. Talk, talk about Jordan Battle and Chase Brown are getting an opportunity. It seems like they're taking advantage of it. They really are, and especially when it comes to Chase, just because he was dealing with that hamstring. So it was so great to finally see him get some meaningful game action times. And and he really provided a bit of a spark when he got in there because they, I feel like this team had been needing to find that change of pace back to Joe Mixon. So to see him pull out some uh, a couple of explosive run plays and to really kind of flash what he's capable of was a great sign because I, I know I have been eager to see him out there and to to see him last night kind of make the most out of the opportunities that he is, was given was, was pretty phenomenal. And then same with Jordan Battle, you know, I think he's just a guy that was kind of, you know, biding his time, wanting to, needing that time rather to get a little bit more familiar and comfortable in the system. Um, because when you saw him at, during flashes, I feel like early on in the year, you could see what he was capable of, but he still looked like a rookie. Um, and he's going to look like a rookie for the duration of his first year, but he seems to look like he's feeling more comfortable back there and settling in pretty nicely. And so I don't know, I like, you know, the future of both these guys. Um, you know, I think there's a lot to like with both of them, um, you know, moving forward and looking towards the future um, with some of these young guys that we have in certain position groups. And I don't know, I really, I really like what I've seen from both of them, especially though, Jordan Battle. Yep. Uh, Tom? No, to build on what uh, Marissa was just saying, you know, we lost two fine safeties in Jesse Bates and Vaughn Bell last year. Uh, you know, Vaughn in particular had a, had a taste and a flair for the dramatic and the big play. But while there may have been moments where, you know, I think Pittsburgh took advantage a little bit of that uh, the newness, I think the two guys we have now, given enough time to gel and play together, are going to be every bit as good, if not better. And, you know, Dak's athleticism was out of this world. We, we are so fast in the secondary. And the way DJ Turner has stepped up, cover your ears, Melissa, when the refs aren't screwing him. Um, you know, he, we, we, and I was so worried being a UC guy, you know, man, it would have been great to have Sauce Gardner, blah, blah, blah. We have our own Sauce Gardner. He's hurt right now and Cam Taylor Britt. We've got an elite shutdown cornerback. We're going to be set starter-wise, I think, in the secondary for a long time. So there's a, a lot of optimism on that side of the ball. Marissa, though, coming up, I know you're already getting ready, uh, like you said, for, for your shows, your contribution on the radio beforehand with Box Miller. Uh, what are you seeing? Because the only game that matters is Indianapolis. What are you seeing as your keys to the game to beat the Colts? <laughs> That's a great question. Um, I'll be honest, I haven't dive, taken a dive too deep into that. That's when I'm going to be spending a lot of my day tomorrow. Um, but I mean, I think it just kind of starts 
with a lot of what we saw last night with just the guys up front, um, you know, and just talk, hearing from Zach post game yesterday too, and talking to some of the guys, um, the offensive line can win in the trenches and protect Jake and open up holes in the run game to, to let us be a little bit versatile. I think that's going to be huge. Um, so I'm going to say that on offensive side right now. And then also to just let Jake air it out. Like we saw the fact that he had five incompletions, only five. And I think one or two of those were drops. Um, let him just do what he can do um, and just try to build off of last night's game, keep his confidence going. And then on the defensive side of the ball, um, you know, I think this defense has so much potential there as we were just kind of talking about the secondary we know what the guys up front can do there when it comes to Trey Hendrickson and, and DJ Reader and Sam and BJ. Just having that group play as one cohesive unit across the board defensively, um, I think it's just going to be key. And so I know those are kind of uh, somewhat vague right now, but as I dive deeper into the week, I uh, get a little bit more specific on my keys. So you'll definitely see that on Sunday. Yeah. Hey, Bursa, do you have cats by any chance? I do. Were you just hearing one meow? Did you not feed your cats dinner? Come on, Marissa. Let's go. <laughs> yeah, I haven't given them the treats yet, so I think that's what, what they're uh, <laughs> eager about. Totally we have we usually have dogs going in the background, cats going in the background when Jamie's here. So we you're 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 stepping up for Jamie. It's usually Jamie's cats are here. <laughs> I'm surprised. I have two of them. I have a, one that's a little older, she's five, and one that's a kitten. It's about seven months. I'm surprised <laughs> the kitten hasn't flown through the background of this yet. I don't know if you saw, but before you brought me on, she was like sniffing like one of my lights over here. And so I like grabbed her and picked her up and put her on the ground. And I thought for sure she was going to come back up here. <laughs> yeah. And speaking of Jamie, where's he at? Uh, James, <laughs> go ahead and answer that question. Yeah. Sorry. I was muted there. Well, last week, Marissa, he's so dedicated. He slept through the show. <laughs> he was working so hard and working so hard there at the, the rope factory. It was just Tom and I. I think Jimmy Jimmy was sick. Tony was sick. So Tom and I, Jamie's going to be the, the third person. And finally, he like sends us a text like 8.30 now, like in this part of the show. and says, oh, sorry, I fell asleep and uh, missed it. So Jamie's so been the so dedicated last week. You guys gave him the week off this week. Yeah, he, he work work responsibilities had to have him bail at the eleventh hour. He was yeah. not happy about it. He desperately wanted to be here this week. Yeah, yeah. You're still his favorite, Marissa. Don't worry. You're still his favorite. Trust us. Okay, just making sure that hasn't changed. Every every time speaking, I kind of transition a little bit. So we see you a ton on the road when we go to away games. We're we're usually sitting pretty close to field. We wait till you say hi to you. Uh, you know, talk about. Um, you know the fans when they're when they're on the road. That means a lot to the players, right? I mean, just it's it, it the fa the fan base has traveled a tre tremendously. Has all every Jacksonville yesterday was amazing. There was a ton of people there, but you see it, you feel it. What do you see and hear from the Bengals about that? I mean, the players. I mean, they make any comments on that uh, about the the road? Obviously, the support here in, in town is amazing for home games, right? But the road trips have got to be something they talk about. Oh, they do. And they feel it. Um, just like you said, I mean, the, I notice it when I'm out there that the players absolutely notice it. And, and one of my favorite things is how you guys are all around the tunnel and the players are running out because being in an away stadium, but seeing your fans when you first come out there it has to get a little bit extra juice going to these guys because that's how I feel. And I'm coming out. I just have a camera on my shoulder and I'm like, oh, all right. Like Hootay Nation showed up for this one. Like it, it's a great feeling. And I have to imagine that these guys absolutely feed off of that energy, um, especially when it's games where there are more of our fans in that lower portion of the bowl that you can tell, uh, you know, just a couple of thinking have come to mind. I mean, thinking back to the ASC championship um, in Kansas city last year, I was so impressed by how many Bengals fans traveled to Kansas city for that game and not only traveled, but were right there down in the first few rows behind our bench and, helping provide that extra bit of energy um, because it does make a difference uh, it is it's something truly special that, you know, you guys have been able to do um, over the last few years. And, and I know it means the world to the players. That's awesome. Tom, uh, James, do one or two more. We got to let Marissa go, but let's, let's finish with a couple more. We'll let her go. I'm going to, um, this, this maybe isn't a question, but a comment. You can tell me if I'm on base, but one of the things I've been most, impressed with in this last week is we know Joe Burrow just underwent surgery and here he is on the sideline with his arm in the sling, probably still in some pain there next to Jake tutoring, helping him. Um, meanwhile, in the city up North, he saw their quarterback up in a suite with his girlfriend um, hanging out. So I think 
just impressed by Joe just still being there because even if he's not on the field, just talking in Jake's ear. And, and as you said before, he's even heard, he's kind of like another coach there with how football smart he is, calling plays and things like that. And it's like, yeah, we know we just paid him a bunch of money. He's worth every pen, penny. But I, for this situation, again, the same week of surgery, being on the sideline, I'm sure he's at practice. I'm sure you see him at the stadium, just pitching in wherever he can, even though he can't be on the field. No, that's a great observation because that's just who Joe is. Um, even though Joe can't be out there, he's still going to help his guys as much as he can. And I was honestly a little shocked that the week he, after the coming off the week that he was injured, he was still in the building, in the meeting rooms. Um, I don't know. I was just very impressed with hearing that from Coach Taylor, that Joe was still as involved and as around the team as he was in the days coming off of, finding out you have a season ending injury um, where a lot of guys could have gone and sulked in their kind of emotions uh, to a sense, but that's not Joe. And I think that's just part of the reason that this organization and fan base is so lucky to have a guy like Joe Burrow, who is always going to put his teammates and the team first. And um, I'm glad you brought up because he is not that, you know, the other quarterbacks and other injured players are going to, do what they want to do on game days, but Joe's going to be there on the bench. And there was a couple times where the broadcast cut to shots of Joe sitting right next to Jake um, and talking through whatever they were talking through. And it's, it just says so much about his character and it just, it, 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 it's nice to know that the organization is definitely in the right hands of the quarterback position for the long-term future. Tom, finish this up with the last one. Well, with our, our current quarterback with a short week, in his sudden stardom, how much media availability is he going to have? Are you going to have a chance to talk to him and interview him this week, or is he going to be locked with uh, you know Coach Pitcher and Coach Callahan in the offensive room uh, gearing up for Sunday? That, yeah, great question. So I know he'll have his typical media responsibilities, so I believe it's tomorrow he's going to have a press conference, which is the typical Wednesday quarterback press conference. Um, I know we don't have any plans to do anything extra with him from our content production standpoint. Um, also want to make sure he, he's, you know, has the, enough time to, to get prepared. So don't need to bother him with an extra 15 or so minute interview this week. But um, I'm sure there's going to be additional requests from outside media, um, national or local. So it, it will not surprise me if Jake's schedule kind of fills up a little bit extra this week, Tom. Fair enough. Well, Marissa, as always, we we appreciate you. Uh, it's Bengal Nation loves you, loves watching, keeping up with you. We we love seeing you on the field, on the road. You do everything. We see you with cameras in your hand, running around the field. We see you doing the interviews. We see all the stuff you're doing. We appreciate everything, uh, Marissa. And thanks for being with us tonight. Thank you so much, guys. Love joining you. Cannot wait for next time. See you on yep. Sunday. Hey, go feed those yeah. cats. Go feed those cats. <laughs> <laughs> thanks, Marissa. Thanks. We'll see you. Good day. Bye. <laughs> uh, so Jamie and Marissa do have something in common. They're cat lovers. See? Mm -hmm. Jamie's so excited about the Canadian sleeping on a job. See, Brian, that's a good thing. Yeah. We can we stop yeah. right there. Viewer of the week is Brian. And then in the comments, uh Brandon um Yeah, I saw gonna give Jamie the opposite award, but I think we already gave it to him. We we texted him. Congratulations on that uh, last Wednesday. So he has been um, informed that he got the opposite end of the uh, the watcher viewer of the week last week for his performance or lack thereof. Last week we got Jimmy yeah. and I. We've got. Uh, I think we settled on somebody else before we went on the air tonight. Well, let's 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 go ahead and do that. Uh, let's go ahead and. Uh, this is an episode that started, was it last week, week before last? Uh, Tom, just out of the blue, uh, came up with the Asshole of the Week Award. Uh, we have a viewer of the week, but uh, Tom, talk about the, this week's Asshole of the Week. Well, you know, and we, we talked about it a little bit before the game, and uh, we, we Jimmy and I, and, and the one we'd kind of settled on, the nice thing about that is we can use that any week because it always seems to apply. And what also seems to apply just about every week is, despite what Roger Goodell tells us, man, the NFL officials never, never fail to disappoint. And yet again, uh, they nailed DJ Turner for a ridiculous, outrageous call that even Troy Aikman 
jumped on him for a little bit during the broadcast last night. So for the side judge that uh, called DJ or pardon me, DJ Turner for pass interference last night, congratulations. You're the whole of the week. And, uh, <laughs> you know, uh, you are in contention for the first ever uh, John Harbaugh trophy. So uh, you'll be uh, – James, what are you laughing at? If Vince, uh, if Vince Lombardi won the first two Super Bowls and they named the trophy for him, the biggest and the first – the very first one should have the trophy uh, named after him. Okay. So he's, he's, he's in – Tony's going to design it and build it. But uh, okay. <laughs> we're going to – we're, uh, you know, but uh, very deserving. And, and, you know, the commissioner was there last night. But he, and that's he weird. He was supposed him. to stop by the tailgate and he didn't. What, what happened? Wasn't he supposed to stop by the tailgate, Jimmy? Uh, well, we had security at the front gate uh, that did not let him in, is what I heard. Uh, didn't he have was, a ticket. Didn't have a didn't ticket. Have a ticket. Sold out. Sold out. Waited to the last minute. I heard he's scared of Craig. Yeah. Everybody, everybody was scared of Craig yesterday. Trust me. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, speaking of that, we got, uh, I'm, I'm totally, who am I going with here? Uh, here we go. This is your two-minute warning. Oh, we went with Hannah. We went with Hannah there for the two-minute warning. Let's go ahead and kick it off. We're getting done a little bit early tonight because I know all of us need some sleep because all of us are up, whether you're watching it here in Cincinnati or at your home. Uh, but I know three of us were at that state and we didn't get back into our hotels till after two. Uh, Tony had a six o'clock flight this morning. His ass, I don't even know why he even hit the bed. He should have just went straight to the airport. James just got back probably half an hour ago. Uh, I got back about an hour, a little over an hour ago. So we're all exhausted, but we'll take it. We'll do, we'll do this every week if it means a W for the, for the guys. So, uh, let's go and get her going here. Tony, go ahead, buddy. Kick us off two minute warning. Yeah. So, uh, great weekend. Uh, got to go to St. Augustine. Um, visit the little town there. It was, uh, it was pretty awesome. Walked around. My calves hurt. My back hurt. Uh, you know, the bedding wasn't the best for where we stayed. And, um, you know, I, would cha- I wouldn't change any of that based on uh, what the outcome of the dub was. So I'm glad we pulled that off. And, uh, you know, we got more games to come. Keep coming out and supporting the team. Don't forget about the Toys for Tots. Next two home home games, bring a toy out to the tailgate if you're coming. And um, let's keep going. Good day. Tom? Well, you know, the only game that matters, even though we did get a little ahead of ourselves, the only game that matters is Indianapolis. And they're good. Uh, they, you know, they lost their starting quarterback. Um, they're good. They're dangerous. But if we play the way we did Monday night, the Bengals are going to be very, very difficult to beat. So the next big step, the next essential step, is to beat the Colts. And let's get there. Let's be loud. Let's be ready. And go from there. James? Speaking of the Colts, we are going to have some of their um, fans in um, in Lot E this uh, Sunday. So we have to, with what Tony said, we have to bring more toys for tots than what um, they bring. So we're going to have a little um, challenge, but uh, there'll be, I'm, I'm sure, a large contingency coming down I-74 um, for the game Sunday, with it being certainly so close. And, and two, I think, what are they in the seventh? final playoff spot right now. So, um, you know, they're playing some good football, looking forward to a, um, a good game. One thing, I don't know if you mentioned it earlier, I believe it was the fourth time we wore the white jersey and helmet combo when we're 4-0. and So we need to um, put those away for um, a must-win um, game. And it was funny, at the tailgate, too, I talked to a guy that lived in Florida. I believe he drove across from Pensacola, and he was 7-0 and um, going into last night's game watching the Bengals. So I should have got his number. He's somebody else we need to uh, get to the, uh, get to the uh, Bengals games when, um, uh, when we need a win. But um, going back to the tailgate, just thank you to, uh, to Craig so much. Um, leg work was, uh, was put in. It was a swamp. It was a mess. Um, first thing Monday morning, um, thanks to the parks and, and everybody's hard work. We got that, uh, cleaned up. Thanks for kick for, from Cincinnati music accelerator for, for dragging everything down. Um, thanks to John Stanger and his family. They were there slinging pizzas and, and subs um, the whole night. We appreciate them. We had a, a, a local charity that, that helped work um, the front gate. And I know we said it a lot of times on this show, but it's uh it takes a, um, 
community to to pull it off. So um, we appreciate that, Jimmy. Uh, first thing he got there uh, yesterday had to run to the store and 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 get stuff. So so much goes to it. Um, but again, we appreciate it, and the reason why we do it is because of you, the fans. So another huge um, crowd. If you look at the three tailgates we did this year, away ones. Nashville and, and Arizona and Jacksonville and just huge, huge turnout. Um, I think up in the chat here, Rock and Bengal made a comment that um, Gate said he's never seen so many away fans. And I think that um, the way we see it, a, a lot of the places where the, the Bengals show up. I know I had a chance to talk to Peter Warwick a little bit um, yesterday. As 100% of the proceeds went to his charity and I think he was blown away. You know, he was playing at a time here in Cincinnati when things weren't going so well. Um, I don't think he ever saw that support that was even there last night. I think he was blown away by how many Bengals fans were there on the road, how kind they were um, through their donations, just thanking him. Because, um, again, let's be honest, that wasn't um, a winning time for them, and, and he was appreciative of, of all the love the Bengals fans showed him. So I think that's uh, it. Look forward to uh, seeing everybody down in, in Paycor. Sunday and uh, Jimmy finish it up. Yeah, just uh, to add on your comments, so I got a text train with Pete uh, uh, for Peter right here. I said, "Hey man, and he just texted, just couldn't believe the crowd, felt so much love." Uh, he goes, "I said, man, someday you're going to come in town and have a, enjoy a tailgate here in Cincinnati with us." He goes, "Man, I'm ready to do it right now." Uh, I had so much fun. So uh, Tony said earlier, two thousand five hundred fifty dollars raised for his charity. Uh, so uh, we'll get that posted here at some point in the next couple of days and show the receipt on that. But, uh, again, reiterate a few things. The tailgate in Jacksonville, guys, uh, again, we had uh, just one little bump there. You know, the we, we went through 20-plus half barrels of beer. We didn't and we couldn't get that beer out fast enough. Uh, but thanks for everybody being patient with that. That's uh, the little thing that we had a little hiccup on. We appreciate everybody kind of hanging with us on that piece. Uh, thanks for making an enjoyable, fun atmosphere for everybody. Uh, don't forget about the Toys for Tots, the tailgate this week. Uh, bring it down. We're going to do some uh, – we're kind of trying to come up with some ideas. We've got – is the Blue Crew, James, the Indianapolis tailgate coming down? So the Blue yeah. Crew's coming down, tailgating with us. Guys, look, we're going to have fun with this, man. We we hate the, we can hate the team, but we're not going to hate the fans. We're going to show respect to these fans, uh, just like we like to be treated when we go out of town. And we'll do some some charity competition, man. Maybe it's uh, who – we're going to keep track of the Colts fans bring so much toys and we bring so many toys. Let's see who wins that competition. We might do some other stuff with them as well. But we're going to make it fun no matter what. That's what we do. And uh, we appreciate you guys. Guys, we're still in this damn thing. Don't don't give up. Always believe. Uh, let's keep fighting because the players are doing that. I, I enjoy watching the players bust their ass on the field no matter what the situation is. So, good day, everybody. We'll see you next week. Good day. Good day.